This is the What's the Issue podcast. As always, my name is Zay, and I have a very special guest with me today. Dreaded Lion, Keith Thompson, the one and only. All right, so Keith will be replacing John for this week's episode of What's the Issue. Um, to get right into it, we're going to be talking about the Trump effect in the wake of the voting that went on yesterday. I hope everyone voted. So to begin, I'm going to let Keith take off. What do you think about the effect that Trump has had on America? Well... Trump's effect is kind of crazy because we've seen him basically like push Kanye over his limit, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that Trump sent Kanye over. But um, in all seriousness, what he did was he definitely did ride the wave of the current events that I feel like is going on right now, and that's what I mean when I say um, when I say that I mean more so how everything's changing. Like nothing has to be how it was anymore you don't have to go to school to get a career anymore you don't have to do all these traditional things anymore and trump proved that by being like you know of course you had like arnold schwarzenegger and stuff like that in the past but yeah now you have like a celebrity being president you know and now a lot of people are thinking about doing it yeah i, I agree with what you're saying so trump basically proved that you know anything's possible of course at this of course. point mm-hmm so, I like that, you know, I feel that in the wake of Trump being elected, I feel like he opened a lot of our eyes to, you know, that it anything is possible, one. Okay, yeah. What it takes to be a president. Because it's, no it's no denying that in Trump's campaign, he did do a good job to get people to elect him. Despite all the controversy. Of course. All, you know, all the bad things people were saying about him. You know, people, he he still did beat, he was going against Hillary, right? He yeah. still did beat Hillary by, you know, by, by uh, quite the margin. By margin. So what I'm taking away from it is like, this is the, I felt like, especially being a young black man, you know, both of us being young black men, you know, living in a black community, I feel like a lot of our peers, a lot of people around us, a lot of people in our communities, this really opened our eyes to how important voting actually is. You know how important it is to actually take part in politics because you know obviously i'm pretty sure all black people come to a common understanding that trump is not on our side you know can you agree with that of course yeah so trump is not on our side so i feel like when trump was elected yeah yeah i said yes yes uh, and not even just black people but as colored people Trump is not on our side, on the colored people's side. So I feel like us as an entire, you know, collective, we realize that how, you know, one, how important it is to vote, two, how important it is to be involved in politics, and three, that we really are the minority, and four, that there really are people out there that believe in the same ideals that Trump is. You know, when Barack was president, they didn't really have the stage to put forward their thoughts but even you know and you know it's funny i remember going when i was in college right in the wake of trump's election 2016 right mm -hmm. like it was an actual thing like there, there are normal kids wearing make make america great again hats and i remember in my criminal justice class it actually became a conversation and like a lot of people and you know there was a certain there was a certain type of person that liked trump there's a certain type of person typically you know the 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 Bayside, you know, suburban kid, <laughs> the, the Bayside suburban, very rich parents, you know, 
didn't have the same worries of that. Those were the kids that supported Trump. And I remember one time a girl asked me, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys, what do you guys dislike about Trump? And I combated that with what, well, what do you like about Trump? You know? And it's like, there's enough, I feel like as a president, I feel like in this day and age, people don't really care as much about what the president is going to do as much as the type of person the president is. I feel like that's what really pushed Trump over the edge, especially when it came to his religious beliefs. America being a primarily Christian country, I feel like that helped him a lot because... Question, like, now you said earlier, like, you know, Trump isn't really necessarily for the minorities or the blacks. Now, do you think it's that he's not for, like, the blacks or he's not for people that aren't in his tax bracket? Because I'm pretty sure, like, yes, the whole... He's very erratic. You know, he is erratic. He's He is erratic in that sense. But when it comes down to it, when you think about it, the business side of it, those that are like him, the wealthy like him, like you said, the Bayside type of girls, you know, or the girl that was in your class, they are going to tend to generalize towards that. But isn't that like really everybody, though? Don't uh, people technically stay with what they see? Like in the yes. same middle class or high class, lower class, they kind of. Oh, so you're saying like even really even if they're colored in, but as long as they're in the same class as Trump. Yeah, I, I oh, feel. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But you know what that is? I feel like that's just the thing. Of, I don't want to say because you can be in the same class as Trump and against them just as much as you can be in the same class and against you know against them and with him. Of course, okay. Right? So, you know, which was apparent. There were a lot of people in Trump's tax bracket that were with him, a lot of people that were against him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I'm president, even if I'm not with a certain type of people, if you're supporting me, I'm with you. You understand? Okay. There's no reason, there's no reason to not be against them. You know, everyone has their, you know, everybody has their underlying feelings towards the people. Like, you know, if you're, if, Say if you're a racist, right? Okay. If you're a racist, especially in the modern day, you're not going around saying, oh, I hate black people, I hate black people. That's really something that's kept to yourself, right? Definitely. You know, you could be a racist working for a black man. You're not going to risk your job because he's black. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you have your goals. You have your goals, right? Some things you're just going to have to grit your teeth and agree with. You know, if Trump really came out and said, you know, I, I hate black people. I hate black people during during the um during his run for president. Then you know, obviously, even even the black people that did agree with him wouldn't have supported him. Even the you know colored people in general that did agree with him wouldn't have supported him. So it's like you know, yes, I do believe he's not on our side, but I do believe he's playing the right game necessary for him to benefit the most. Well, at the time, at least. Okay, I could, I could agree with that. You know, I could agree with that, and him staying for the most part with that. But all I feel another thing I also noticed is I'm trying to look how to put this in a word. Another thing I also noticed is how 
you know, like, you know, feeding off what you were saying, how much change has come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in his in his presidency, he, uh, especially with him being probably the most active president when it came to social media. Definitely. You know, definitely with the Colin Kaepernick, you know, football players, artists, um, whatever the case may be, you know, the whole drama with him separating immigrant families, you know, him speaking about all these things via his Twitter account. I feel like. I feel like, you know, a lot of people are against it, but a lot of people are eating it up. A lot of people are like, like you don't, you don't see these people. Like you probably wouldn't meet this person probably as, you know, probably because of where we live. But I'm sure there's a lot of people in Southern places, you know, whether it be, whether it be, you know, Georgia, even, you know, even as close as Georgia that yeah. really do agree what they say. But I, I feel like that's because it's entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like, that right there is... It's, it's clout. It's the agitation of it. And it's funny, because, like, I would never consider myself as, like, one of those people to, like, really like that, like that, until I started following, like, The Shade Room. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reading stories about people's lives that I wouldn't care about. Like, Parker McKenna got slapped up the other day, and I was, like, in the comments for 45 minutes, and then I had to stop, and I was like, why am I doing this? And that's the same... That's the same tactic, you know? It's the same tact. Like... You're going to stay relevant, whether it's good or bad publicity. Publicity is publicity at the end of the day. Yeah, and I can agree with that. That that right there is another way that, you know, he feeds, you know, it's the entertainment part of it. It's the it's from the background of being a celebrity, having your own show, you know, doing doing things like that gives you that kind of tactical advantage. You know, and even though and, you know, and just being able to bring that reality tv aspect of it like he did when he was running for president you know i rarely watch presidential debates and like i, I watched a few and i was like oh shit this looks like reality tv like you know it really looks like yeah drama yeah that's all it was you know and it's just like back and forth instead of talking about the issues and you know what really was going on mm-hmm. And that's what people like, time wasters. No, in my I, I can agree with that. I agree with that. People would rather entertainment than, you know, someone actually getting up there and talking about, um, you know, what's important. Like, and this is all over, like, this is all over TV. Like, I remember there's an episode of Family Guy. I don't know if you remember it. You might have seen it where Lois was, I think it was Lois or Peter was running for president. Mm-hmm. And I think towards the end of the episode, Lois was failing. So... I forgot who told this to her. They told her, keep it short, simple, and flashy. And she would say, like, anything. Talking about a better life. And everybody and everybody would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, better life. Better schools. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that episode. Free cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Like, peop- that's, that's, that's what people want because that makes you uh, someone that's easier to like. When you keep it simple and you say, you know, certain keywords that really electrifies the audience, that makes you an easier person to like. And that's the oldest con in the book, really. Yeah, you really. Know, being ambiguous. Because exactly. I say a short phrase like that, that's up to your mind to interpret. Yeah, very easy to digest. Yeah, and nothing that takes too much complexity of the mind. Yeah, that's yeah, going to get like, on. Like, yeah, but um, and another thing. Going back to when I was in school, I was taking a um American 
American history class. And I remember my professor mentioned, you know, we was talking about, you know, past presidents. We was talking about Trump right now. And I think this was right after Trump won, actually. He told me that 100% of the time they take a survey, right? For which president, which which candidate of the last two candidates would you rather sit down and have a beer with? You know, going to which one is overall more a more liked person. Okay. And 100% of the time, the person that wins that poll is elected for president. Really? Yes, 100% of the time. 100% of the time in the history that that poll has been recorded, the person to win that poll has become president. That's insane. I did not know that. I was mind blown because it really does show, like, who it's really about who is the more liked person, you know, regardless of policy. You know, it's really, it's not, I don't feel like it's as much about what they can do, but it's as much as who can win over a group of people. And that became so apparent with Trump becoming president question how many like trolls did you think that he took like in his voting campaign because i had a friend you know and you know he's an immigrant or whatever but throughout that whole voting thing he was like yeah you know i'm gonna vote for trump as a joke you know that's what he was saying but however he knew of you know how trump was his his views and policies on like immigration and his ideals towards the things but those were the jokes he made you know and i had a lot of friends like that you know don't hang out with them too much anymore but (laughs) (laughs) that was that was their thing you know like oh yeah you know we're all voting for trump you you joining in with us and i'm like huh that's funny y'all y'all are crazy and then like after the voting happened and we saw that he won everyone kind of like just looked oddly at everybody was like yo yo did you really like vote for him though like is is that what you really did and it was like uh i mean nah yeah nah you know and you know not my but you know friends that are citizens as well you know the ones that were allowed to vote and you know that worries me because i wonder how many people that like i keep close like that think that things are like all fun and games a hundred percent of the time when it did, comes to the did, future of America. Did, did vote for Trump. <laughs> and now they're like, oh, snap. I'm one part of the problem. You know, I, <laughs> I did that because I didn't really care about any politics or the presidential debate. But I did that because of Trump. Like, that's that's mind-blowing to me. That's crazy. That, that is mind-blowing. I, I have a question for you. Um, did you really think Trump was going to become president? A big part of me did. A big part of me did. And I felt like nothing that nothing that like i feel like nothing would help like stop the inevitable because he had like a swagger to him when he spoke and it was more like a i got this you know and like yes yeah, you know and for someone that wasn't even like surprised when he won it was like yep another day at the office and just the way how he went about it and how many like younger voters there were and like people that like you know, didn't take it as serious people that are wrapped up in the reality TV of it all and thought that maybe this was like kind of reality TV and did it as like a joke. And, you know, to think the the head of the like the certain states that the Republican heavy states, you know, 
are really big. You know, they have a lot of people yeah, in you know, Texas, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Georgia, <laughs> Tennessee, the Carolinas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's, you know, and then when I saw all of that, I saw the map, how the map was broken down. And I was like, all right, so we got New York, New Jersey. How are we supposed to stop Texas by itself? If everybody in New York and everybody in New Jersey band together, we went to Texas. We were like, we wanted to fight. You know, we'd get like messed yeah, up just yeah. off of that would hands be a losing. Alone. Yeah, that, that would be, be a loss. Fight. It's so big, like you know what I'm saying. The South is just so vast, you know. And yeah, and growing up, that I definitely thought that in my head. I was like, yep, yeah, it's it's kind of clip. Yeah, the South is part. so vast with so many like-minded people. And even in New York, like it's crazy in New York, like. Like, and it's crazy that we do not see this. Like, there's there's some parts of New York that I've been to that you probably never even heard of that are, like, real Trump-supporting towns. Like, I've gone there and there have been Trump banners. Like, yes, we won. Like, nothing matters. Oh, I'll celebrate festival. Like, you know? And it's really parts you've never even heard of. Closer than you think. Um, oh, uh, New Hyde Park way. on the way to the gym. I was with my brother. This is back, way back when. And I said, like, yo, bro, your car is like, like, you know what I'm saying? Your car wash. He was like, you know, you're right. You know, it's a nice, nice day for it. And we were driving past this car wash. I was like, what about that? And on actually like a banner, not on a banner, but like on a, like one of the electric screen billboards, it was like, make America great again right now. Vote, <laughs> vote as soon as possible. Vote. And I was like. Oh, <laughs> oh, we in backwater country. You know, I was like, oh, it's over. It's clipped. That's, that's that's really that's really how it would be. And that is just twenty minutes from the hood. Like that was just like <laughs> that's just twenty minutes from Baisley. Like so, I was like, okay, it was getting close. They're creeping in. They're, they're shutting in on us. Yeah, but you know, I feel like all in all, I feel like going forward this has taught you know probably everyone in america whether they supported trump or not something about the importance of like i said before the importance of voting and how it can and can't change yeah america because i don't think because you know just to bring up like one more thing i don't really think the country trained changed like we thought it would like could you say that with Trump being elected, Trump being president, do you think the country's really changed how you thought it would have changed? No, nah, I really thought it would be like the apocalypse. It's not really, yeah, it's like, not really the apocalypse. Yeah, like, it's not. You know, I thought we would have been like eating each other by now. I thought it would have been yeah. awesome. I mean, like, you know, from a financial standpoint in like terms of like insurance, like, you know, whatever the case, no more Obamacare. Like, yeah, it's a little bit different, but all in all, not much has changed. Not much, you know. With, there has been some, you know, minor. So, changes. so with this is like a total like political question. So he took away like you know certain things like the Obamacare, you know, things like that. Now, I was under. I always thought like taxes went to that, right? Like, the, yeah, like taxpayers' dollars, right? My taxes are still incredibly high. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed lower. Trump care it seemed lower when I was working retail, and I don't understand. And I'm nervous, but, you know, it definitely seems 
like I've seen in like an increase or it stayed base rate. You know, I can agree with that. Texas is yeah, still the same, yeah. bro. Texas a a little high. So I mean, I don't. Thought that was to save it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you know if you're gonna get rid of stuff, some more bread would be coming in. Nope, not at, at all. The end of the week, more taxes is being taken. But we'll wrap up the topic there. Still got you know another whole half of the podcast to go, so we'll move on to a next podcast. Well, not next podcast, next topic, and that would be what's a good girl. So this is I'm this is what I'm asking to you, Keith. What's a good girl? Ooh, grits teeth. <laughs> grits teeth. Um. Oh yeah, a lot of people are gonna hate me for this one. I feel like with a whole like overall, women have become more independent physically and emotionally, right? Which is a good thing. Now. <laughs> Also, I've noticed a rise of what's a synonym for headstrong? <laughs> Give me a, a synonym for headstrong. More strongly opinionated. Strongly opinionated, but also strongly opi- aggressive as well. Like I've started meeting some very aggressive women, you know, like in their beliefs and ideals, aggressive. Aggressive to the point where it's like, Jesus Christ, I, you know, I got to run away from you. But <laughs> all in all, like... Aggressive... Okay, question. So aggressive as in, as in they're pushing their beliefs on you? Like, really, yes. like, ah, pushing it down your yes, throat? Yes, like, whole lot. Because, you know, I like when a girl has her own strong opinion. I like when a girl thinks for herself. But that's, that's what it should stay. An opinion, right? But I feel I get I get what you're saying when you're saying there's a lot of strongly opinionated female because more now and ever there's like there's a need for it. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's a need for it. But at the same time, your opinion shouldn't be oh this is this is what it is and, and it doesn't this, matter yes, what anyone else. Yes, says. and this is like facts. If, you, if you're willing to teach, you have to be willing to learn yeah. at the same time. And I've gotten a lot of that. I've seen a lot of that, and I think that really all in all, what makes a good girl is um. Someone that truly understands the meaning of compromise inside and outside. I agree with that. And if you really want to give the title of good girl to somebody, you know, the thought has to be someone that's not always trying to be the hero of the story. You know? Hero hero of the story as in... I feel like a lot of women see the hold down factor right see how see how that's that's something that's always been widely regarded whether you know you're a rapper whether you're a thug whether you're a gangster you need your you know what i'm saying if you're clyde barrow you need your bonnie to you know hold, hold you down watch your back oh, yeah every girl wants to be bonnie you want to be bonnie but what happened if clyde doesn't always stay clyde then you get bored and then you want to dip and fair enough that can't make a good girl because then your loyalty is to the struggle sometimes people don't struggle forever you might struggle for a year two years 
But then three, three year three. <laughs> but then when you get out of that 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 slump and you start, you know, doing better for yourself, and then you realize that, you know, you start standing up on your own too. I realize that like, a lot of people sometimes, like a lot of women like that sometimes can't accept that they're not the hero anymore. That's wow, funny because I was just talking about this to someone. Girls like to be someone's light. Girls, girls, <laughs> I want to be, be someone's light. <laughs> I want to be his piece. <laughs> yes, I want to. I want to be his piece, right? <laughs> I be his piece. But you know, and not to say this is all women, but a lot of girls you'll see once they can't feel like I'm looking for the words for it. Once they can't feel like healers. Yes, healers. Like they're girls want to feel like they're above a guy, you know, and. Maybe it's not consciously, but just the feeling of being above someone, helping someone, building someone up mm-hmm. to help, the, to, you know, really help their own, what's the word for it? To really help their own confidence, consciousness. I'm not sure what the word for it is like, you know, that's something a lot of girls subconsciously look for. They want to, they want to big themselves up by being with someone lower than them and building them up slowly, but never above them. You know, if. And I have a friend that I was talking to this about. I'm not gonna mention his name, <laughs> but he told me like he used to talk to this girl, and you know he's someone that has found a lot of success in his young life. You know, being only 21, 22 years old, and he was telling me how you know really the main problem was that the girl was. I've just lost the word for it. The girl was intimidated. By how much she couldn't do for him, you know? And that's and she told him straight like that. Like she that she was intimidated by the fact that he was about by where he was in life and she didn't feel like she didn't feel like, you know, that there was anything between them because they couldn't build together. Because he was here, she was there, you know, well, like Yeah, you talking about me, because I'm no. a superstar. <laughs> no boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No uh, yeah, no, nah, he's dead not talking about me. Let's let's just clear that one right there. Before I, get, before I get yelled at for something. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, a lot of people do want that building aspect. But, you know, compromise is one of the aspects I think makes a good girl. Yeah, I can um, definitely agree. Not being the hero all the time. Knowing, knowing when and when not to be a hero is definitely the second, the second component. And... I would say another big one is um wow I just had the word your future make your future seem enticing like it's gonna be worthwhile to ride it out with you uh-huh. you know what I'm saying a lot of like people don't think long term in a sense and yeah, it's cool, you know, to live, you know, your best young life and to bask in the in the in the thing that we call youth, you know, because you you only yeah, get it once. Bathe in it. Bathe in the youth. <laughs> but when someone talks to you and all you literally want to do is just turn up until until you break the the the, the, the knob, you know, of turning <laughs> up. Like you want to turn up till 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 there's no up. Oh, no yeah, more no like more no more space to go up. and then you know that gets tiring it's like 
okay we did this what else you know and then when you talk to people about goals like you know there's certain people where i've talked i've I've spoke to certain people and i see like a light in their eyes when they're talking about some something that they want to do and i'm like yo that's passion whether it be you know singing dancing art you know it doesn't even have to be you know oh yeah you know so i want to go become a neurosurgeon because you know I want to, it doesn't even have to be that, you know, when someone just has a passion that they're, they're willing to work for and they have like, or they have a hobby that they're pursuing as a career and, you know, they're trying to turn it up like that, you know, that makes people, that makes people more attractive in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. When I see someone that's really passionate about something, not doing something just so they can be all right. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people just do something so they can be all right. You know, have a little bread in your pocket to be able to live comfortably, comfortably, vacation, etc. Whatever the case may be, to you know, live a very regular life. No duck behind it. Yeah, though. no, no substance, no substance in it. There's no reason that you want to do this. You just want to do it because you see a check. Like you know, that that's that's lame to me. That's of lame. You know, but you can continue what you were saying. Just wanted to add that in. And, you know, and I, I noticed that that's one big major part of it. You know, the whole aspect of just just make it seem like. And that's why I noticed like a lot of things aren't really long term because a lot of people can't see a long term with somebody. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing to look forward to. You know, there's nothing like you, you're not in school. You don't work. You don't have a talent that you pursue you just sit there and live and live and you breathe and you waste resources (laughs) (laughs) and you gotta waste the water (laughs) you waste the water that we need to drink but you know that's just that's just another major part of it in my opinion you know and that's all but you know there's a lot of things that make a good girl so that was what would you say the the temperament aspect of it, you know, you, that, mm-hmm. that, that would be their temperament. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree. And um, I was thinking about something else, actually, because, yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's a lot of good girls. Like, you know, there's an abundance of good girls on this planet. Mm-hmm. Of course. There's an abundance, right? But where does it come to, where does it, where, where does the line cut from where a good girl turns into the right girl? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where the good girl turns into the right girl. And what I mean by that uh, is the girl that's right for you. Because I'm a firm believer in that, that there's only one soulmate for each of us. Oh, damn. Not as in, well, let me rephrase that. At a given time. <laughs> at a given time, there's only one soulmate for us. Okay. At a given time. You can be with someone and feel like that's your soulmate and, you know, things cannot work out. That doesn't that doesn't mean that person wasn't the right one for you. There's other circumstances that could lead to someone who was, quote unquote, right for you. You not being able to be with them. There's circumstances behind that. Right. Of course. But I'm a, I am a firm believer of there only being one soulmate for you at a given time. OK, if right. that makes sense to you. So. Like, for example, like, you know, a good girl's cool. They're far, they're far, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them on this planet, 
you know, whether you want the big booty, you know, you, they, they have the looks to go to big booty, uh, breast, uh, Caribbean girl, you know, breast, uh, like, you know, they got, breast. you know, there's <laughs> Caribbean breast, Caribbean yeah, like, breast, you know, whatever and you buttocks. like, whatever you like, there's a, there's a whole abundance of good girls, you know, with the looks to match it. But what draws the line, what I feel like personally draws the line where like, cuts it off like okay this girl put her in a box this is the right one is the one somebody who can mentally challenge you and what i say by mentally challenge you somebody mm. who can who can push their opinions into their into your head but be willing to learn a lot of girls want to talk but they don't want to hear you know what i'm saying they want to talk but they won't want to hear and not to and not even to sound like i'm just making it seem like this is girls only. There's guys with this problem too. A lot of guys want to talk, but they don't want to hear as well, which is yeah, fair. Like, you know, no, like no one's no one's perfect. No one's perfect, and you know, then there's a lot. But we're talking about girls, right? So a lot of girls want to talk, but, they, <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about girls. So let's, let's keep giving them some more fire. Yeah, yeah. Let's give them some more yeah, heat. Right, yeah, let's talk, but, they, but they don't want to hear. Um, I think time, 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 time is the way. Is what separates that i think that's my biggest you said mentally challenging i think it's time because a lot of good girls come around at the wrong time yeah you know as I, in like you're speaking as in when you don't want that type of girl or like when you're not when you're not ready, ready. for the right yes girl? because okay. i feel like someone should always want you know happiness and but sometimes you're not always ready for happiness, you know. Sometimes yeah. you have to live some. Sometimes you just some gotta blackout, dutty, <laughs> dip in the salt water, <laughs> dutty, skanking life, some slag lifestyle, you know. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Do you believe in? Do you believe there's a perfect balance in living now and for the future? A perfect balance in living now and for the future. Yeah, you know, I think I've actually had that internal battle with myself for a few years now. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, I started off college. I had a really rough time of it, you know, doing that transition. And I, after I got my first degree, I didn't like stop. I went right back into a second degree, a degree that I didn't want. So then I had to switch the degree. And doing all of that, like now, I go to school. I work a full time job. You know, I coach, uh, coach wrestling to the kids. You know, in the area. And, you know, sometimes I do, like, little acting work and stuff like that. And all of that on my plate, it's, I haven't had time to do a lot of the other things, like, you know, the partying, the clubbing, the, you know, the bars and stuff like that. You know, playing Xbox every night, you know, I, I physically can't. And I think it's just important to find the time of time where it is to give yourself, you know, a day. You know, if you can really scratch out a day for yourself where you can just lay in bed all day or do something like that to just recharge. And that's the best way I could think with living in now and living for the future. Because I've noticed like a lot of my peers, they're mostly living in the now with thoughts of the future, but not progressively moving towards their future. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's been it's been crazy seeing this because a lot of them have really good ideas, you know, and they're really like passionate and they really have the charisma to go pursue these things. But it's either they don't have the doorway, they don't have the, they have the, the, the passion for it, but they don't have the drive. And I think there's a difference between passion and drive, like yeah. to wake up and say, 
you know, I'm going to do this now. Like, yeah, a lot no of matter what, do, this is going to get this done. This is going to get done now. Like, a lot of people don't have that. And that's a sad thing for me to see because... Yeah, definitely. Because cause there's like, just so many talented people on this the earth. World. There's so many talented people. For there to really be a lack of people chasing their dreams, uh, that 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 is pretty sad. And a lot of people, like, I always said... And I told my dad this a lot, like, yo, Pa, I feel like I want to do so much with my life, but I feel like there's just not enough hours in the day sometimes. And he told me, like, you know, you want to do a lot, but you're going to do what's most important to you at all times. And I can, and you're you're going to find things that are just going to take priority over other things. And it's going to happen that way. And it's going to keep happening that way until you reach to where you want to get in life. You know, so... That's why I am in school, but my job kind of correlates to what I want to do for my career. But my career isn't a career where I'll be at work all the full all the time because I also want to do other things mm-hmm. to make myself happy. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's uh, that's just the, the the perfect balance with now and later to get a perfect now and later balance. You have to find the middle ground where you can have that day or two to do things that remind you of certain things or you know even if you have another hobby you know a day or two to take off of one hobby and then go to another hobby and then bounce back and forth like that and some may disagree you know the whole jack of all trades but master of none but to me i like variation you know i like variation like spice and that's what that's where i get that from definitely no i could agree with that i i i see what you're saying i see what you're saying about you know you're going to find things. You're going to find time. Obviously, you, you know, whatever you're passionate about, you could have multiple paths. Because, you know, growing up, there was multiple things I wanted to do. There's things that I wish I never stopped doing, you know. But I'm at I'm at a point in my life where mentally I know that this is the time where whatever I'm going to chase, it's time to chase it right now. You know, understand? So my whole thing is piecing back piecing back to um what we were talking about you know is there a perfect balance between living in the now or living in the future i just want to um read y'all a uh, quote that uh, i found on the internet that was very interesting you know pertaining to pertaining to the topic you know real quick so the quote said, don't spend your time, don't spend your entire life building a ship without ever tasting the salt of the ocean. And to go with that quote, the offer went on to say, some people spend their lives trying to create the perfect conditions to live without really living. Too many of us believe happiness is a future event. And before we arrive, we need money first, have a successful career, find a partner, settle down, and only then will we arrive at the destination of happiness. But when we arrive, we will realize happiness isn't there. Happiness is not found at the finish line. There isn't a finish line. Life is not a race to be finished. It's a dance to be danced. And only if we allow ourselves to enjoy that dance can we let happiness in. One day your life will flash before your eyes and we, and you don't want your slideshow of all things that turned out to be irrelevant in your life. Life is happening right now. We've got one shot. Taste the thrill of life. Have a full experience. The point of living isn't to arrive at the future. It's to arise at the present. So, um, real quick, how do you feel about that, Keith? That quote, 
I feel is definitely true. Um, I know a lot of people like that that are really chasing their future and they're giving nothing to the here and now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just living to die. They're just like a shell of themselves. Um, and, you know, in some cases, I feel like I do transition over into that mode. And, you know, that quote, this is the second time I'm hearing it, but it did, it, it does give me insight, I would say, into how it is life should be lived. And it, it does transgress back into what I'm saying about just taking some time for yourself, even if it's like an hour. And I realize, too, that I'm a guy now that money, like monetary, like the actual money, I don't. If I can spend a certain amount to give me some time, I'll do that. And for example, I don't wash my own laundry anymore. I do a drop off service. That gives me an extra hour every month, every second Monday or every first Monday, you know, every, every, every Monday, you know what I'm saying? Once a week, yeah, just I get to do extra, the things that are important to you. I just get an extra hour or two to just breathe, you know? There's little, there's little things I do like, and it's little things like that, that I feel are very important into, into, and if you can spend some money, you know, big or little, and you know that you're getting time back from it, that's the most invaluable thing ever, because my father always told me to like, money is money. It'll come, it'll go, you know, you're not supposed to be crazy with it. Not supposed yeah, to be I can agree with, with that. But whenever you're doing something for yourself, you can't combat it. You can't be mad at it. Yeah, you can't be mad about spending money on yourself when it's for a good cause. Of course, definitely. And, you know, I, I, I tend to do that a lot. You know, I, w- I would spend money in order to save me some time. I take the Long Island Railroad sometimes to give me some time back of not being on a longer commute. You know what I'm saying? And definitely, it just just got to take that time and sometimes you have to bite down and just like you have to bite down and bear the reality of what things are and like you know you have to know that hey i'm gonna have a rough couple of months or hey i'm not i'm gonna have to cut this out and i think if a lot of people mentally prepared themselves for that beforehand it would save them a lot of time like in the summer i was like i'm getting ready to take this hard class so i won't be wrestling as much you know and i won't be partying as much and seeing my friends as much but you know i'm gonna get this class and this class is gonna line me up for what i really want to do you know with my entrance exams and stuff like that and that's definitely that's definitely a very important part of it i feel and you know just mentally preparing yourself for what for the mission that you have to take on Mm -hmm. you know and if you know you have a big Mm -hmm. mission coming up take you know set aside some time for yourself to really have fun to know all right I'm going to reward myself and I'm going to go. I'm going to go at it full steam ahead. You know, definitely that, that give your body that rest. Yeah. So I like I like what you were saying about, you know, knowing you had a big class and, you know, making and making yourself realize that, you know, some things you're going to have to sacrifice. But I feel like the number one thing, you should never look at it as a sacrifice. Not to say you didn't say the word sacrifice exactly, but mm-hmm. that's just the first thing that popped in my head. And you should never look at it as a sacrifice. You should see it as more of like you're gaining than you're losing, right? I'm sure you've seen that class as like, you know, you know, I could put the wrestling, I could put the party to the side to really gain something. Of course. That's going to, you know, sure, you know, I could party, wrestle, blah, 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 and, you know, walk. But if I take this class, I'm going to be running. 
of course in the right path so and i and i could totally agree with that because you know there there comes point in life where you're gonna be at a rough road you're gonna be like you know like mm, my money's a little bit low i'm gonna have to cut out spending you know buying ubers you know spending so much money on food you know going out is often you know that's just what it is when you're growing up of course and you know and the only source of income is yourself so yeah you know and of course reward yourself because that's what it's about you're living now you're living now and you're living for the future you should be able you know and even even as taboo it as is i feel like everyone should realize that the future isn't always promised the future isn't always promised as much as people want to say you know i'm working towards this i'm going to get there no matter what any type of circumstance could happen to you tomorrow and the future isn't promised but that doesn't mean you're not shooting for the future that's why i said there has to be balance so all in all i feel like you know you have to be wary of both sides what you're doing now what you could work hard and be happy at the same time you know you don't have to you don't have to kill yourself you know be depressed be down just because you know oh, i'm working towards this because like he said you could make time you know spend that money make time to keep yourself happy so you get that hour or two back in your day to do what you want to do alongside doing what you have to do to be where you want to be so um you have anything else to add um i had a question go ahead now do you believe that destiny is already chosen or that you create it by the actions that you do you create it by the ash actions you choose i definitely believe it. it's it's created by the actions uh, i always felt like you know anything is because you know going back to the beginning of the podcast anything is possible i don't feel like i don't feel like any famous artist any famous uh, any famous you know anyone with a talent any famous actor any famous producer any famous anyone famous for having a skill i feel like they got themselves to where they were supposed to be not by just sheer destiny not just by sheer talent there was a lot of work because we see a lot of talented people that you would think are supposed to you know be at a certain place that never make it mm -hmm. you know we see we see it in our communities every day like i'm sure you know that one guy that could sing his ass off you know has a good good ear for music you know has you know good rhythm etc or you know that one great actor that's you know probably a little bit older now or that one you know whatever the case may be i i don't believe that i don't believe that there's destiny i believe that any 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 conclusion can be made just by working hard because hmm. if they you know and you, i feel like and it's important to believe that because you know it might not always feel like being someone being someone who's working towards someone they're working so towards something sometimes it might just feel like damn this is just not written in the stars for me you know i'm sure i'm sure there was points in your life where you're like damn like is this really for me like is this really what i'm supposed to be doing like is this really going to be successful but you know that's just something you have to block out and tell yourself like this is meant to be this is what i am going to be doing no matter what so 
um in conclusion uh no i don't believe in um destiny any other anything else because uh no well it's a good podcast thank you Keith, for joining what's the issue for this week this would be our first fourth episode in a row and uh thank you all for listening and this is where we're going to be wrapping up the podcast have a good night